24 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's the SMME exchange. Now, many of you will recall, I mean, in the discussion I had in the first hour with Akwana Mlamleli on the GDP numbers, that one of the things we're lamenting, no, Akwana, is uh, this challenge of a weak rebound of the construction sector. Uh, in this uh, moment post-COVID-19. Uh, and the reasons for this are very simple. I mean, you know, we don't like uh, construction and furniture and clothing and footwear just for the sake of liking them. But there's a massive labor intensity that is associated with any investments in those particular sectors. And construction is certainly one of those relatively low barriers to entry for semi-skilled and unskilled workers and all manner of uh, Subsectors of the economy that get to benefit from it. I mean, if, if you're going to renovate, or if you use a faggy kitchen set, Anja, uh, or if you're going to, you know, renovate and repair and refurbish a space, you can imagine the impact that that's going to have on the timber sector, glass, cement, steel. And I guess that's why infrastructure is so important. And uh, tonight, uh, we talked to uh, one business that is in the world of, uh, you know, that kind of thing interior, doors, veneer, doors, and uh, all of those nice. Um, massive and critical inputs into the construction sector and uh, they are they have uh, industrial operations out in the city of Ekuruleni the name of the business there is Logushe Trading and Projects and I'm joined on the line by the lady behind Logushe uh, Zanele Nsibande so Zanele good evening and welcome Good evening, Ayabonga, and good evening to your listeners. Thank you thank very you much. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much uh, for joining us. And, uh, uh, I mean, you, your business uh, has certainly been around since 2008. Uh, that is about what now? Uh, 2008. What, uh, it's been a while. Yeah, 16 years ago? Yeah? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, oh. Now, now, 16 years ago, uh, or I should say, no, no, it should be 14, somewhere there. Yeah, yeah. 14 years ago. Um, you started this business, probably not the best time to start a business, global financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you were going into a space where, you know, interest rates were rising, people weren't renovating their homes, weren't taking out loans for renovations, but you still stuck it out in the uh, wooden joinery business, uh, interior doors, exterior doors, and veneer doors. How did it all start? So, um, in terms of manufacturing, so Logoshe Trading is a wooden door manufacturing company. We are actually an agro-processing uh, company. We specialize in the manufacturing of wooden doors as well as coffins, caskets, and doors. Coffins and caskets were added in, in last year, in sure. 2021. From... In terms of the manufacturing, we actually did not start in 2008. We started in 2012. I see, I see. So, okay. yeah, so between 2008 and 2011, I was in the supply business where I was supplying office equipment. And that mm. is what enabled me to go into um, wooden door manufacturing in 2012. I see. Um, it enabled me to self-fund and go into manufacturing. Okay. Now, the transition to to the world of manufacturing, I mean, how big a leap was that? How was that learning curve? It was quite a leap. Um, I come from a financial background, so I studied FIS, Financial Information Systems. Yes. Um, and when I decided to go into business, I was unsure, hence I went into the supply business. Getting into the door manufacturing um, uh, business was essentially me. I, I, I basically just started calling people to find out um, any investment opportunities that were out there. And I met a lady who actually was in the wooden door manufacturing mm. space. 
And after having a conversation with her, I went home, counted the doors, and then I decided to go into manufacturing. And how I started, um, I visited other door manufacturers, um, stole some employees. Um, I got three of the best in the industry, mm. and I got them to train me and train other staff. And basically, that's how I started. And, and I mean, this kind of business, is it seasonal? Uh, what is it, high volumes? Talk to me just about, I guess, sort of the spread of the kind of sales that one might expect in this kind of business. Look, it's, 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 it's high volume. Mm. Um, I mean, currently, Lobuche on one shift, working on one shift at the moment, we're manufacturing about 8,000 doors uh, per month. Mm. And it's, it's not even making a dent. We are the, the smallest in the industry. Um, and currently, how the industry is structured, we had one of the biggest players uh, closed down in 2020. Due to the due to the fact that the the owner who was over ninety years old had passed on, sure. and the children decided not to continue, and that left a huge gap in the market. Um, so as it stands now, the door industry um, is in tatters because there's not enough players. There's demand, but not enough players in the industry. And so, um, Logusha is actually in the process currently of training more participants. Um, within the industry, I'm training more people to enter the space. Now, now you're also, I guess, in the export part of it, uh, exporting some of your wares to uh, countries like Botswana and other places. Uh, talk to yes. me about, I guess, what um, complexity that then uh, brings to your own operations. So, I have, you know, when I started manufacturing, um, the, the, the nature of the industry when I went into it was that the old boys, um, within the manufacturing, mm. we're friends with the old boys within the retail sector. So there was no market um, for us um, to, 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 to go into. And then I decided, well, if we, in South Africa, if I, I won't get a, a piece of the market in South Africa, then I'm going to go to Botswana. Mm. So my first client was actually in Botswana. I went to Botswana and I started trading there. Um, and then South Africa then opened up, and then we, we essentially just stayed home and, 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 and continued to supply both Botswana and South Africa. Um, in terms of, I mean, currently I'm working on getting um, the doors into Namibia as well. Um, the market is huge. The demand for doors is huge because development is happening, not just in South Africa. If you focus only um, within the South African market, it will limit your reach. Um, and currently, as uh, a continent, we have the Africa Free Continental Trade Agreement mm. uh, in place. And that enables us, and South Af- as, as South Africans, we actually have offices in different countries. And when we reach out to those offices um, to just find out the scope of, 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 of work within that country, it allows you an opportunity to start getting your product in there. Um, the one thing that you need to ensure um, just make sure that your your SARS things are in order. Sure. Um, your import export um, is 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 in place. Um, it's it, it's just those little things. Your logistics are in place. COVID has played a role in 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 how we, we enter borders uh, currently. Uh, but the opportunities are there, and uh, I would say the focus shouldn't just be in in the within the South African market. Let's look at the cont- the continent. 
um, holistically. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, in your sector, um, what would you say drives massive demand for your products? I mean, uh, uh, what ideally happens um, and as a knock-on impact, I guess a lot of people then demand veneer doors, exterior doors, interior doors and so on. Yeah. You mentioned earlier the impact of the construction industry. Sure. So our demand comes from that. When the construction sector is healthy, our, our, our business is healthy as well. So that is the, the, the drive, the biggest drive within our sector. So, so all of the stuff that potentially, or I guess the spillover out from infrastructure, effectively yes. has a massive impact or is a massive driver of activity on your end. A massive driver. Look, we've got the DIY customer sure. that wants to renovate their, their, their homes and, and they change the doors. And now we, we actually have variety because, um, you know, clients have, uh, are, are no longer just buying the, the usual suspect doors. Our clients are, are being bold in, 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 in what they're looking for um, and in their deco style as well. Mm. So the DIY customer is a beautiful client. Um, and they definitely have the space. The construction industry allows us those volumes, though. So we need that sector as well to be just as healthy. And, and you know, I like the point you've just made that I guess there's a diversity of clients. There's a DIY person, and then, of course, there's a bigger scale contractor, maybe, uh, who comes to you uh, for an order. Um, or any other similar kind of client. We saw a lot of these DIY plays. I mean, anything from tile companies to, you know, wood panels and so on, making a killing during COVID-19 as more people spend time at home. Did you guys see the same? We did. We did. Um, look, when I, when I spoke to, to my clients, um, you know, I, I had a conversation with Bobit, for example, to say, guys, um, how have you coped? In, 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 in this, in, in, in this um, environment. And they were saying, we, we are quite healthy, actually. You know, people are sitting at home and they're looking at things to fix at home. And, you know, our homes have become our offices. Mm. So um, it, 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 COVID um, has impacted a lot of us. Um, but also there are certain uh, parts of businesses that have benefited um, from the impact. And, I mean, just from where you're sitting, what does expansion look like? I mean, what's, what's the next play here? Look, what I'm trying to achieve within Logo here right now um, is to bring more representation. Um, currently, I can say in terms of representation, I, I have not seen since I started in 2012, I have not seen someone who looks like me who does what I do, mm. right? Um, and I then decided, in fact, um, I'm in the process now of training 10 women-owned businesses because I want representation. Um, and these women will not just be trained on how to manufacture the wooden doors, um, the coffins, the caskets. They will, um, I'm, I'm doing a, a um, incubation, almost like, process. So I'm mm-hmm. training these women I'm allowing them to use the machines within the factory sure. because we've got the machines, um, um, enough machines for them to use them. And I'm allowing them to do the sales. That will enable these businesses then to raise enough sales and therefore look for funding to start their own businesses. Mm. So my mm. goal right now is representation. Sure. Um, and, and that's the route that I'm going. But also, Ayabonga, what I've decided to do is not only to focus on the manufacturing. I've decided 
to um, increase um, my my participation within the value chain. Sure. I've opened up a hardware as well. It's mm. called Premier Hardware. Sure. That caters to the built um, environment. Um, we are affiliated to EST. So in terms of um, supply, we have all the accredited suppliers and mm. we've got the buying power. So we are currently um, competing within the major retailers within hardware space as well. I find that so interesting, right? Because we always wake up every day, we lament. Uh, and all of that. And and yet, you know, you're showing that. Uh, and I know of many people who are in the upstream part of this value chain. Uh, yeah. Probably not as big as you, but I mean, who are just in joinery, carpentry or... You know, even, you know, who are stocking trusses just to maybe, you know, assist contractors and so on. Uh, and yeah. it just seems we don't see enough even downstream in retail. And so kudos yeah. to you, Siswam, for, for making that foray as well. We also know that some of your product is in other retailers as well. Talk to us about some of those. Yes. Um, so we supply some of the major retailers. Builders is, is one of them. Um, we supplied uh, Buco, uh, Builders Warehouse. Mm. Um, we supply the construction sector, um, the likes of Muteo Construction Group. Sure, sure. Um, and we are basically, but what I'm trying to achieve now is because what people have not understood about the retail sector, part of the reason I've decided to enter that space mm. is that they are the decision makers of yes. any product. Yes. So if a buyer decides, so the buyer will decide whether your product will see the light of day or not. Mm. And if there's not enough participation within the direct contact with the consumer, um, we have challenges. Sure. For sure. example, within the built environment, you've mentioned that there's a lot of hardware um, that have popped up. But in, in essence, within the built environment, we have less than a handful of participants within the hardware space. Exactly. So you've yeah. got the majors. And the majors are the ones that are making a dent in this economy. Mm. And if we don't increase that and increase representation in that, the relationships, the old relationships that exist with the old manufacturers will continue within the retail space. So, for example, Prima is largely focused on not only sourcing from the current suppliers, but we're looking for new suppliers as well. Like we've got Ubat Heri who, who sells Kuhuru paint and we are pushing his paint into the market mm. because he's not getting um, enough work. So Premier is also there to say um, within the built environment, there are other supplies, there are other manufacturers um, that are there that have not been recognized because mm. they don't have those relationships, they don't have those networks. Hmm. Last one on my end, uh, and I think you make a very important point, right, about um, consolidation in this market, uh, the role of the dominant big players. Um, and I think, you know, the point on retail, I think, is spot on. Maybe just the last one on my end. Um, upstream in the value chain, I mean, uh, we have so many state-owned forests. Uh, and I always find it so interesting that I don't see sawmill operators. I don't see people making, you know, roof trusses and all. No wood and its offcuts can do so many things in the building supplies industry. Uh, what do you make of, uh, I guess, the aesthetic choices a lot of people are making at a residential construction level uh, and how you yourselves as people who make some stuff that feeds into that can respond? Look, we are dictated by the customer. Mm. Everything that we produce is dictated by the customer. 
we had a season where there was a specific door that was popular and you woke up one day and the customers were asking for something else that they were sure. particularly not interested uh, previously in. Mm. Um, so the customer dictates to us. And in terms of the downstream value chain, um, you mentioned um, the sawmills, for example. Yes, yeah. I will tell you that, you know, for anyone listening, within the door manufacturing space, every door skin, every door that, that is manufactured in South Africa, the skin that you see in front, that brown thing, that mm. white thing that you see is not manufactured in this country. Yeah. All of it is imported. Because the only um, manufacturer of skins in this country closed down a few years ago. So every skin, every skin is imported because we don't have a sawmill that can handle the production mm. as yet. So that gap exists within the door market. Sanel, I, let's leave it there. There's right. so much we could Thank talk you. about. There's so much we could talk about, but we'll have to leave it there. Thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us.